0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mint Podcast, episode number 33. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about culture 101, how to get it, how to keep it, and how to ultimately build it into not only your work life and your business, but also your personal and family life, which is super important. Culture is adamant for having a successful, fulfilling, happy life. I don't care who you are, every single person has a current culture in their lives, in their families, and in their workplaces. And we're slowly creating and changing that culture every single day. What's interesting is no person is the same person every single day. In fact, the second you wake up, you have had new experiences, you've had new thoughts, you've ate different things, you've been different places, you've walked different places, you've done so many different things that What's difficult about culture, just even in our own selves, is that we are constantly changing and so are the people and family members around us. So what's difficult is there's not a one-size-fits-all to be successful at culture. And what we have to realize is to have a great culture, everything first starts with ourselves. And this doesn't mean you have to be the boss or you have to be the leader of the group. But just know that whatever culture you want in your life starts with you who you are, what type of culture you present to the world, to your family, to your workplace, to whatever the case may be, and ultimately what you are willing to tolerate. The biggest issue and why it's so important to have a great culture is no matter who you are and how successful you are, I think everyone here can speak for themselves and think to themselves, Okay, when was I in a really bad culture? When was I on a really bad team that was just negative, it was toxic, maybe the leadership wasn't good. Maybe you had a really bad boss and it made your life miserable. You'd come home stressed and annoyed and all these different things because you had the wrong environment. You could be a star, you could be a first round draft pick in, in for for an NFL team or NBA team, but if you are with the wrong leadership, if you have the wrong teammates, if you don't set the right precedent early on, it will hurt your career and your success. And ultimately, what's most important is your happiness and fulfillment. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three different things. One, how to get good culture. Two, how to keep it. And then I'm going to tell you guys a quick story on how Mit Group has built it and become very successful. One of the most successful companies probably in the country at... Building an incredible work environment. And this was not done through ping pong tables and quote unquote benefits. This was done through actual relationship standards and culture through people, which is the actual way to build it, not ping pong tables or having a nice office. So, how to get it? The hardest part about culture, and when I'm saying culture, guys, this is not just a work talk. This is actually your personal life and your family, which I think personally is probably more important because the way that you live outside of work is going to greatly affect your performance, happiness, and success while you're in work. I see this all the time, especially us having a ton of salespeople. Um, I see certain people who just can't perform because they aren't able to manage their personal lives. And even if they are good at the work life because maybe we incorporate structure or we have systems or we push them, their personal life is such a shit show that it, it, they're just drained. They're tired, they're around horrible people, they don't know how to manage their family property properly, they don't they hang around the wrong people, they do the wrong things, and it just trickles down into every area of their life. And what this really boils down to is a few things. One, it's self esteem. To have great culture, you have to have a great self-esteem. Two, you have to have self-confidence. The reason why I say those two things are so important is a part of having a good culture is having the guts, like the actual guts and confidence and self-esteem to be able to walk away from the wrong people in the wrong environments. I see this all the time. And so do you guys. Think about your friend that's been dating the wrong person for years. Years and years and years. And it's a toxic relationship. They're miserable, but they're too scared to walk away. Think about maybe your family members or maybe you in a situation right now, you're in a company or you're in an industry that you just, it is just not the right fit or it is the right fit and you're not performing. You're not doing the right things, or you're working for somebody, or you're on a certain team where that person or the, those that group of leadership just does not support and, and, and believe in you as a person. You have friends that maybe are rude to you, disrespectful, you don't celebrate your success and happiness, and people are too scared to walk away because of what? Because they won't have anything? Because what would happen if they don't make rent? What happens if they don't have any friends? What happens if they, they, they have nothing to do for the next month because they, they cut off all their friends that they supposedly thought were friends but really weren't? It takes guts to have a great culture. And it starts with looking at your own life and looking at your own workplace and going, okay, if this was a perfect environment, if we had incredible culture, what would that look like to me? What would an amazing group of friends, what would an amazing family, you know, husband, wife, kids, cousins, everything, right? Uh, in-laws, outlaws, whatever. What would that culture look like between our family, between our friends, in our workplace? What would make you the most successful, the most happy? What would bring out the best out of everyone? And for each one of you, what's cool is this is different. There is not a one-size-fits-all culture that fits for everybody. If we adopted at Mit Group different forms of culture from other really successful companies, it would not work at Mit Group. That's not who we are. But we had to create and harness a culture that fit us. So step one is you need to figure out what that culture looks like and write out your non-negotiables and behaviors and traits of individuals, um, experiences, situations that are non-negotiable, meaning that if they happen, you will not tolerate it. You will not put up with it. It is not acceptable. This could be a level of income. This could be a personality trait. This could be somebody doing a certain thing to you, your family, or in the workplace. You have to think and know what these things are. And I would be as detailed as possible. Remember, you can do anything you want in life. So you can literally make this up and figure out what fits you best. Next, when you go out and you get a job or you get promoted or you start working in the industry or you are dating somebody or friends with people or you start having a family and you start having kids, you have to, number one, be the culture you want to replicate. You do not have to be the boss to do this. If you want to be around happy, positive, supportive, outgoing, fun type people, you better be what you want to be around. Because if you're the opposite of that, it's going to be very difficult to attract and replicate a culture that isn't what you are currently doing. So look in the mirror. What are you saying? Are you negative? Are you listening to people? Are you helping people? Are you positive? Are you outgoing? When you face challenges, do you respond positively? Do you lift your other people around you, your teammates, your families around you? What do you do? Be the culture you want to replicate. This is so important, guys. This is always the most important thing. And if you're a leader in anything that you do, this is even more important times 10. Everything always stems from the top. And if you're running a team of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people, everything starts with you. Everything. Two is how to keep it. Keeping culture is, of course, displaying what you want, but then setting the standard and expectations with everybody. You can never be mad at somebody, whether it's your spouse, your friend, a coworker, even your boss, anyone. You can never get mad at them for doing something if you did not set expectations between the two parties, the two people, the two groups, the two companies, whatever it is, and agreed upon them. You cannot get mad. What happens is we set false expectations and we think of all these things and we tell nobody. You start dating somebody and something's really important that you think is wrong or you think that you need and you tell nobody and just expect that people are going to read your mind. Newsflash, guys, people cannot read your minds. If you're a boss of someone else and you want them to dress professionally. You want them to speak professionally. You want them to be on time. And you don't tell anybody about this when they get hired. It is your fault if they are not doing those behaviors. 100 million percent. It's not theirs because it is not their job to read your brain. In, a, in a, any sort of relationship with friendship, business partnership, co-workers, family, These people are not put on this earth to do everything that you want them to do. They're not suddenly supposed to know the way that you want to live. You have to set that precedent with your behaviors and the way that you communicate to them and to others. So, for example, when we're onboarding people at the company, what we do is a couple of our regional sales managers, directors of sales, what they do is they get this they get on Zoom or in person with however many people, let's say 10 people are joining the company. And front to back for an hour and a half to two hours, literally this long, we go through how the company operates, what we expect them to know on each certain timetables, how we expect the culture to continue to build, what is okay, what is not okay, and what is the level of performance that we expect out of them. What we did is we realized is that we had this great culture, but what was difficult is when we would onboard people, what would happen is they would be all motivated and they were good people, right? But the first two months, three months would be hell trying to correct, correct, excuse me, correct all of this behavior. And we were basically doing cleanup on every single different person. And it wasn't because they were bad hires. It wasn't because they were bad people, but it was actually because we never actually went through it with them. Or it would take them a long time to adopt to the behaviors of everyone in the company. But as we talked about at the beginning, this is not a consistent force. This is not going to be the same, even if you have the same people. So by us going through for an hour and a half to two hours in detail and sending this written to them. So by going in detail and going through all these different things, every single person that was coming into the company was now not only on the same page, but they knew from the beginning, okay, I like this culture. I want to be a part of this. And they started working on themselves to dress nicer, to carry themselves better, to be more positive, to do all these things. It also worked in preventing the wrong people. Because what was interesting is we would have you know, these new people go through this call and you would have people that go, you know what, this just isn't the right fit for me. And that was 100% okay because we were able to get the wrong people out from even getting in at the beginning and most importantly also for them is they didn't waste six months, year, two years being in a place that they shouldn't have been. And this was all due to expectations. And when you see the wrong behaviors, let's say that you have a group of friends and you know what type of people that you want to have in your life. If you find someone That you're associating with, that you're being around, that doesn't resemble the core attributes that you want, the certain behaviors that you expect, then you need to politely back away, pull away, and distance yourself, and eventually cut that relationship off. If you're not willing to cut off the wrong people, you can't create the right culture. Nothing can kill a culture worse than having the wrong people in your environment, around your family around your workplace, new hires in the company. It is important to get rid of the wrong people. And many times we all say that we want these nice things. We want the corner office. We want to live an amazing life. We want to be financially free. We want to help our family. But we then at the same time aren't even willing to cut off the wrong people. If you do not have the guts to get rid of the wrong friends, get out of the wrong relationships, stop working for the company that doesn't actually believe in you or get yourself in the right industry that you know you're supposed to be in but you're too scared to do it or if you're not, if you're the problem and you're at an incredible company and you just aren't putting in the right work, you aren't being positive, you aren't preparing, you aren't putting forth the right effort needed to succeed, to succeed then you do not deserve the success that you want. This stuff does not just happen, guys. You don't just suddenly wake up and have this incredible life with incredible people. It doesn't work that way. You have to work for it. There's a ton of people. There's good and bad people at every level, every ethnicity, every state, every country, every region of this earth. They're going to come across you every single day, good and bad. And if you don't know what you want and don't want, and if you aren't willing to even walk away alone For a short season to benefit you, your family, and your organizations, then you will not only not be as successful, but you will not have the success and happiness that you could if you had the guts to be able to make these decisions. Many times when we start shifting our culture, it actually involves going backwards some. I've seen this with sales teams and, and organizations in the company. There's times when the culture wasn't right, and I've cut 20%. 30% of a sales force overnight instantly just to make a statement that that culture is not accepted there. And almost every single time that I've done it, our sales have increased anywhere from 10 to 30% with less people at the company. It's because high performers and better quality people can do what three to four to five different people would have done. One or two really, really good friends or, or close people in your relationships or two badass people that you work with are 10 times better than having 10 average people that don't care. But you have to be able to walk away. And that's kind of how we've done it at Mick Group is everything stems from the top. So I can't have bad days. I tell this to my leaders is doctors, pilots, and leaders cannot have bad days if you have a bad day and you need off, take off. But at the same time, I can't get on company-wide meetings in front of the whole company and show signs of weakness and hesitancy. If you're a leader, leader of your family, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect and Mr. Tough Guy all the time, but you need to show strength and confidence and inject it into the people around you through your charisma and confidence. It rubs off. And what we do is we're constantly investing and building into our people to give them the opportunities and tools to be successful, but also displaying it from the top and every single one of our leaders and all the veteran people that are at our company that police the company for us. People, it's, it's difficult to get into our company and be a toxic bad person because you'll get checked and addressed before it ever gets to someone in leadership at the company. Because that culture has been set, that standard has been set. And so people don't put up with it. They don't want to be around negative people. And so you have to learn to do the same in your life. And I want you guys to think through this after this podcast and maybe write down if you're taking notes. And I want you to think about how do you want to live your life? Who do you want to live around? What type of experiences do you want to have? And start analyzing where you need to make changes and implement them immediately. Don't wait a week. Don't wait a month. Do it now. Start making the necessary changes because we can make more money, but we cannot make more time. And wasting it with the wrong individuals is detrimental to your life. It will ruin it. It can take the most talented, incredible people the world's ever known and turn them into average people if you're around the wrong people. So thank you guys again for listening to episode 33. I appreciate all the love and support as always. If you guys love the podcast and you love the episode, if you can, please make sure to leave a review on Apple and Spotify. And if you have any questions, um, you want to say anything via uh, social media, feel free to hes- don't hesitate to reach out on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube at GrantMitt. But other than that, I hope you guys have an incredible week implement everything we're talking about as far as culture and it's going to take you a long way. Thank you guys.